0: Welcome into the DNBR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and Megan coming at you live. Jesse will be joining us shortly doing post-game interviews right now. As the Avs fall in overtime at three to two to the Minnesota Wild in a hockey game? Uh, there was some hockey. <laughs> there was some hockey. It was inconsistent, a little bit all over the place I look, I hate using the phrase, this team deserved to win, or that team deserved to win because at the end of the day, the winning team won the hockey game, there is no refuting that but I will say, by the numbers, the Avs played quite well tonight do you feel good about that or is it the final score, the only thing you care about
1: No I feel okay about that and especially seeing how they responded to the first period laying the groundwork that they did in the second and then some of the energy that came to them in the third it bodes well I think for what they can expect to do over the span of a long playoff run like what could be a seven game series I think that it just they found a little bit more of their game in the second and the third.
0: For sure and yeah, look, it's hockey sometimes. They outshot Minnesota 14-6 to in the second period. Right. Minnesota's the one that comes out of it with a goal. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say you'd like to see them finish a little bit better. Yeah, at times you'd like to see them execute a little bit better. But on the whole, it's hard to say the Avs played a bad game tonight.
1: Right. You ask a lot about assessing panic sometimes like yeah, on the panic meter. For sure, for and sure. This, maybe it's just who I am as a person, but it, I think it ranks pretty low on the panic meter.
0: How high does your panic meter go? What, what would get you panicked?
1: That's actually a great question. <laughs> I'm not sure what would get me panicked. I think it's just what the Avs have done um, to get them in the position that they are this season. Very little panics me. For sure. But maybe that is who I am as a person.
0: <laughs> You're just unpanicable. Unpanickable. it. <laughs>
1: So, and yeah, like,
0: we'll get into it. We'll break it. all the goals down, I'm sure. Um, the penalties, we'll talk about both sides of it. Uh, the overtime, I don't care at all about. I Yeah, it's a four-on-three. It's a situation that never happens. They never practice it. It's basically never happens in not weird overtime spots. Like, in the playoffs, your four-on-three is irrelevant, right? So... The overtime itself, I don't care about. I, uh, if you care, the Avs lose because of that. I think you're probably backtracking to the penalty in, in regulation, right?
1: Exactly. Overtime happens so quickly, it's hard to assign much meaning to that. Specifically, it's kind of the the moments at the end of the third that led to overtime. Yeah,
0: for sure. So I was pretty vocal about being annoyed at the refs during my watch long. I'm sure you heard me back here. <laughs> Uh, Megan, what's your take on? Uh, let's start with the second DJ penalty. Do you think that's a, a fair penalty to call?
1: Is that the interference?
0: Uh, the cross check at the end of the game. Oh,
1: okay. Um, I, I didn't. I probably should take more issue with the officiating <laughs> as well. I don't um, know that you should. I, I think didn't... these are the kinds of things that have checks and balances in a season. So, like looking at the scope of this game, there are some things that read a little frustrating, but. Um, I'm trying to think of the EJ cross-checking penalty specifically that was was that just before the Jost
0: no it was the Jost It was one. the yeah. Jost okay.
1: Yeah. Well in that case to be that didn't look like a cross-check I probably <laughs> okay. would have categorized that differently and It's just a tough one because of the size differential in these players and I just feel like that's a call that's generally going to favor the small player when they're in that area of the boards and I don't know it's like looking at when it happened during the game i'm more upset by that if it had happened in the second period i probably wouldn't even be talking about it
0: i i think that's a good point and it's a weird conversation right because part of you is like yes i want the refs to call the rules by the rule book you want it to be standard but in reality everyone knows the whistles go away with 10 minutes left in the third period yeah it's how the league has been for years so you look at a call like that in that situation and you go.
1: Uh, Is that what that was? Yeah.
0: It's it's a tough spot. And I didn't think the refs were truly awful tonight. I thought there were a couple of questionable calls. The first penalty on EJ, I think, was a lot worse than the second I think one. I that's the one I thought initially. Yeah. Um, I agree. And it, w- it was a little bit of lack of consistency. But. Set my anger at the refs aside for a second. You can't give them the chance. EJ cannot give the refs the opportunity to yeah. call anything there, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. EJ knows his size, and he knows what area of the ice he is in in that moment. Yep. And he sees Jost's numbers from behind. Like, he just, he's a, he's too, he has too much experience.
0: Should know better. Should know better. Yeah, for sure. i <sighs> It, and it's and it sucks that that's the way the game goes. It's, I I struggle with these situations because you break down and you're like, yeah, you know, EJ's got to know better in that situation. But there's 30 seconds left in the game and there are 59 other minutes of this hockey game where it's like, well, if the F scored another goal, yeah, it, this does, this we're not even here. None of this matters. Definitely. So, it's it's the. In- it's hard to pin it on one guy. I'll put it that way.
1: Definitely. And I feel like we do look to EJ as a scapegoat fairly a lot of the time. Certainly but this year. There yeah. were a lot of other opportunities where the ABS didn't capitalize and they could have had more of a lead.
0: Yep. Uh, 100% on board. We're not – I'm not saying the ABS played poorly, but I'm certainly saying they could have played better.
1: It was a little too evenly killed for my liking.
0: It, especially on a night where Minnesota's on a back-to-back.
1: you have got Talbot in net.
0: You've got Talbot in net. You see, and <laughs> you're you're doing the little bit of the dance between numbers and eye test tonight, right? Yeah. Because you look at the numbers and you go, wow, yeah, the Avs really dominated those first two periods. You also look at that first period and go, this feels really slow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might have leaned more eye test for first period because I didn't really like the first period for sure. the Avalanche. It uh,
0: who do you want more out of in the first period then let's go there
1: that's an interesting question because specific to the first period they see i saw more out of them in the second and third that i'd feel almost unfair calling them out like nathan mckinnon didn't register a shot on that i think in the first period so i'd look at the first specifically and say well i'd like a little more from nathan mckinnon yep. but then Abe Kubel, who had three shots in the first, well, I think had just one more in the game entirely, and then that was it. So it's... A little give and
0: take A little give sure. and
1: take. Um, yeah. It's...
0: And I, I don't know. I, I say all these things, and I'm just convincing myself more <laughs> and more to like chalk this game up to be like, well, that's hockey. Sometimes <laughs> these things happen. Weird stuff goes on. The Avs played pretty well, but not well enough. And you you move on to the next one. Right. Do you ever want to see a team lose? No. But every morning I wake up and check the standings and go, huh, guess it's not that big of a deal. I guess
1: sitting pretty comfortably.
0: For sure. So.
1: And it's a loss in overtime. We still get it. And they did get a point. Right.
0: It's not a true full loss. They did get the point in overtime, which is not nothing. It's not a win, which, you know, realistically expectations certainly of the fan base, at least around here, are they expect to win just about every night.
1: I think that's a good point. I'm almost cautious to talk about it in this way, because I think there are people out there who hold the team to a high standard every single game and might be bothered hearing us talk about it in this way, chalking it up. But I don't know that it is cause for more panic either.
0: I- I,
1: I guess, chat, if you're panicking. Chat, are we okay? What
0: uh, What do you fix? Because the trade deadline's come and gone. If you want X, Y player, that's not an option anymore. But, or are you chilling, chat? Are you chilling? Are you hitting the like button right now? <laughs> uh, moving through the first period, second period, I don't know where you're really looking at the abs and saying, boy, you need a lot better out of them besides scoring. Yeah. And do you feel like the abs got goalie tonight or do you feel like they made Talbot look better than he was?
1: I feel like it's neither, but I, I'm trying to articulate why that is because I just didn't feel like... They were being denied these incredibly great scoring opportunities by Talbot, uh, but they were out shooting the wild by quite a bit. So there were certain, I just, I don't know if they were high caliber opportunities is maybe what it was. Um, But I thought Talbot played well too. So I don't want to diminish his play either.
0: So less shooting ability and maybe more just generation of quality opportunities. Yes, That's a great way to put it. Okay. That makes sense to me. I, I can definitely lean into that. I think scoring chances in the first period were like, two to one, I think. Right. So yeah, while shots were getting on net, you don't really expect a lot of those to go in the net. So a fair point. Um, I, I do wonder if look, the abs have proven that they can win games in a lot of different ways this year did they maybe get a little bit too easy falling into Minnesota's play, style of play?
1: That's an interesting question because it did seem like they were trending in that direction. Second into the third, that they were doing what they do where they apply pressure when they need to and find the way to win. But it's like the wild stared down the face of the avalanche and didn't show any fear. Sure. And I already forgot the question. <laughs> I-
0: did the Avs give up on imposing their will too easily?
1: Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, maybe. I won't say that they grew too comfortable or complacent, but <laughs> I think there was, like, after the rant and in goal, there was such excitement. I, I don't know if maybe mentally they thought they had won that game.
0: Sure. Kind of jumped to conclusions a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: It's, the Avs
0: have been so good this year at doing exactly that, right? Where yeah. they step it up when they need to. And that's enough.
1: It seemed like that was happening.
0: It wasn't enough tonight. It wasn't. It wasn't enough. The game. So, are we? Am I going to convince myself that this was a good thing? That it was a, a reality check for the Abs a little bit, maybe?
1: I would like the optimism (laughs) behind that angle. Okay. I'd be surprised. Stretching a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And I I don't think, too, it's not without merit. I think there are positives that could be drawn from this that maybe there is some humbling that needs to happen that this way of winning, kind of coming back from a lack of energy, isn't always going to work.
0: For sure. So. And you never, Feel good about a game and you lead with seven minutes to play. You want teams to finish. Definitely. It's just reality. But I don't have a significant issue with the way the Avs played outside of the plays that they give up goals on. Right. You look at the second goal and you're like, yeah, they failed to clear the puck a couple times. You get caught in a puck in the middle of the zone. It hurts you. But. It's not like, oh wow, the Evs have been playing terribly. You totally saw this goal coming, right? It's it's like, oh, you had one bad shift and they made you pay.
1: And so. I don't look to Darcy Kemper either no, no, no. and say, oh, you know, you should have had these goals. Uh, Too, you're right. It it really isn't one individual issue, glaring issue that I look to tonight to explain why this happened.
0: Yeah, it, and look, you win as a team, you lose as a team for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Kemper was. Oh, I, maybe on the first goal you're asking him to get over and seal the post a little bit quicker, maybe. But even that, the like, the abs are on the penalty kill and they left Kirill Kaprizov wide unattended. open, three feet
1: from the goal. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> that was tough because Manson had a really great game at points too, he but he just didn't close that gap on Kaprizov, and you can't do that with Kaprizov. Yeah,
0: it's I, I agree. <laughs> If there's one guy on the whiteboard <laughs> you want to cover, it's <laughs> okay. going to be Kaprizov. So, yeah. On that one, I don't know how you blame Kemper there. I don't know how you blame Kemper on the second one. Yeah. Uh, and then over time, we talked about the, the penalty kill. You were doomed from the start just... on that one. So, as uh, as we bring Jesse back in, we are going to be sponsored by Light Shade. You can get over to one of their 11 locations here in the denver metro area to pick up wanna sleep aids they're great for making sure you get into bed and you get to sleep quick if you're like me and you have problems falling asleep sometimes it takes me like more than an hour they solve that problem really really well so you can jump in on that you take them within 10-15 minutes your head's on the pillow you're out you're sleeping like a normal human being it's really nice to actually get a full night's sleep and, and wake up arrested so sleeping is dope, sleeping is dope man I wish I knew that earlier. Just take naps all the time. It's great. It's a great thing to do. So check out Wana at your local light shade dispensary. Again, eleven of them across the den across the Denver metro area. So jump on that, and then of course brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You still have time. If you're a new member, use code DNVR to sign up with DraftKings, and you can bet $5 on any of the March Madness games. If you pick the winner of that game, you get $200 in free bets. So jump on that. Get $200 to play with to bet on whatever you want, whether it comes to NHL or NBA or darts or badminton. I guess you can't bet on the Oscars. They don't have Oscar odds, unfortunately. You you say that, and I was like, Yeah, they might. I was like, they might, but apparently not. So you got to keep it to sports at least. But pretty much any sport, you're covered with DraftKings. So get over there. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. To DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Megan, are you
1: coming on the party bus? I don't know. I'm going to be there no matter what. Okay. I'm going to go to the game, whether I'm on the bus, I'm on the ice, or I'm in the press box.
0: <laughs> One way or another.
1: She'll be there. So, I'll be there. So the party
0: bus will be waving to Jesse and Megan in the press <laughs> box for sure.
1: <laughs> Either
0: way, April 16th, party bus. Get a bus from the bar to the arena, back to the bar, so you don't have to drive down there. You don't have to pay for parking, any of that. You also get a ticket in the lower ball, Section 120. They're super dope seats. And you go with a bunch of DNVR peeps. We're going to have a DNVR booth set up for intermissions and stuff so we can all come hang out during intermissions, talk hockey or otherwise. It's going uh, to be dope. So looking forward to it. Buy tickets right now at the DNVRlocker.com. It's against Carolina on the 16th, so it should be a good game too. Brought to you by our sponsor, Avaca TV. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, you're back from uh, from media. Can they not hear me
2: because I haven't said anything, or is my mic Yeah, yet. Th- <laughs> looks like <laughs> it's <laughs> working. Like we can't hear yeah. Jesse. It's like, well, <laughs> you just sat down yeah, I, I haven't said anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I I thought this would be a. Uh,
0: it certainly looks uh, like it's working, Chad. Yeah, I, I was going to say.
2: Uh, I thought this would be a, a good media availability to make sure that uh, we were in on. Um, just because there were there were a couple things in this game that I just kind of wanted, wanted to see to, reactions. Yeah, wanted yeah. wanted to get uh, you know Jared Bednar's thoughts on. And the first thing he was asked, uh, Mike Chambers, uh, he said, "Do you have any thoughts on the penalties?" Nope. Nope. And he he asked him two more times, gave him an opportunity to, Nope. Nope. Mm. And then. Uh, Someone asked him more specifically, okay, let's talk about Eric Johnson's penalties then. Uh, he says the first one, he goes, look, it's kind of unfortunate. It's bad timing if that puck gets to the guy. Yeah. It's not. He goes, but with the way that it went down, that is a penalty. It's just bad okay. luck for EJ. Then there was a follow-up. Okay, well, what, do you mm. have a comment on the uh, cross and penalty late? And he said, no comment. Uh,
0: not a good look for EJ.
2: Yeah, well, so I, I don't know if that was a no comment, I don't like yeah. the call, or a no comment, you can't take that call yeah. late. But either way, he was not happy with uh, the cross-checking call one way or the other <laughs> yeah. late in the game and uh, didn't want to talk about it. Miko Rantanen mentioned, if I say too much about the officials, I'll the get, get in bind. trouble. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... You know, Rudo, uh, the three of us were talking. You know, you were on the live stream, yeah. And during the second intermission, you said, "I don't know if there'll be another call." And I said, "Well, I can maybe see them giving one more to the apps to even it up, but otherwise, I pretty much agree. I think they'll swallow yep. the whistles." And boy, were we wrong! They
0: uh, they were firing off calls in the third, and this one, no problem. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, look, I mean, I, I think I pretty much agree. Jared Bernard said he thought the apps played a good game. He thought it was a good hard hockey game. Um, Credit to the Wild. They made it tough to get to the middle of the ice. Um, I, I overheard you guys a little bit. I don't think anyone on the Av side, including us, should are upset with that game. No. Outcome obviously sucks, but I thought they played well. Uh, I thought Darcy Kemper looked good. And, and, yeah, you know, you get a couple... Regardless of how you want to feel about him, you get a couple penalties. Unfortunately for him, they both are on EJ. Um, and pucks end up in the back of the net. But... Uh, for the most part, I, I, I think you're all right with this game. One thing that stuck out to me, probably anecdotal, probably means nothing. <laughs> but it was just it was interesting to me to see the way the Wild celebrated goals in that third period relative to sure. the way the Abs did. Avs are taking care of business, kind of, right. yeah. The Abs are at a point now where they look like they expect to win, they expect to score goals. And Jared Benner said it the other day. He said, we can win a game five to three and be unhappy. Yep. That's how the abs just go about their business now. And, you know, the wild score a goal to tie it late. And they have all five guys piling yeah. into the glass. <laughs> and it's yep. just one of these teams is expecting the win. The other one is, is hoping to, to pull Something one out. Happens. Yeah. yeah. And
0: again, credit to the wild. I thought, thought they played hard. I thought it was a good game. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, I did want to touch on the goals with you, Jesse. Yep. Uh, First of all, the ones the Avs gave up. The second one, we talked about it during. You're like, look, Taves makes a defensive play there. It (laughs) bounces right right to the guy. Right. You shrug your shoulders and go, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: like some NHL 09 shit (laughs) where it's like, I poke checked him and it went right to my own guy in the
0: slot. Sick. Wow. Yeah. Great game. (laughs) (laughs) But. There's more to that shift, right? The abs have a yeah, of a couple turnovers. Sure. You look for a little bit more, but you kind of shrug your shoulders on that one. Uh, the penalty kill, we talked about it in overtime. No, the the regulation. Oh one, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Fir- their first goal. Yep. You'd like to see him cover Caprizov a little bit yeah. better, but also it's a penalty kill. They only got four dudes out there. Right. So and
2: part of me appreciates that Manson's like default is cover the net front because. Yeah. The net front's been an adventure for the Avs this year. So, like, it's nice seeing default there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. By a huge Great Lakes margin, best player on the wild walking <laughs> off the, the wall. Like, that is unfortunate. That happens to be the guy. But, yeah. um, yeah, power play goal. Can't be too mad.
0: And in regulation, the Avs got a power play goal back, yep. right? Yep. Special so teams were up. even. And they were good on the kill otherwise, yeah, for the I, most part. We kind of wrote off the overtime power play. It's a four-on-three right. situation. Yeah. Like, okay. Nobody practices that, for the yeah. record. <laughs> chat, no one for any amount of time ever practices that scenario.
2: Well, I mean, you think about how chaotic three-on-three three overtime is and how easy it is to blow coverage. Now give the other team an extra player. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it's pretty straightforward there. On the av side... You get two goals, one from Kadri, one from Miko. Uh, I know you were pointing this out during the game a lot, particularly the Avs were dunking Tyson Jost in the faceoff off circle. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. But they get a goal off of a face-off for Miko's goal, their second goal. Yep. And it feels like something's been building here. It's been a couple of games in a row where you're saying, eh, they've got a goal off a face-off here. they got a goal off a face-off there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, do we, I mean, we talk about it so much on this show and just in general, how faceoffs as a whole, you don't really put a lot of stock into them for sure. A lot of times, I actually even think this season the abs and the Panthers are both in the bottom five in the NHL in face offs because most of them just don't matter. Right. And those are the two best teams in the league. I think most people would agree with that. But situationally, faceoffs are huge. And now two games in a row, Nazem Kadri has won a face-off on a power play that has led directly to a goal less than five seconds later. They matter in these moments when you are needing offense, and we say it all the time. Wow, smart play when you see someone throw a puck on net to get an offensive zone face-off. Ah, smart play, get the Ozone face-off. That Ozone face-off means nothing if you don't win the, the draw. Yep. The Avs, we've seen them at times, struggle to establish the zone on the power play. Winning the faceoff makes it that much easier, and two games in a row now, you are rewarded for it
0: immediately. Yeah. Uh, I did not like the Nathan McKinnon fight, if you listened to the watch along. I'm sure you heard me say I thought it was dumb. (laughs) But Matt Dumba has a hit on Miko. First of all, Megan, did you think the hit was high, or did you think it was clean? And secondly, what are your feelings on the Mac Dumba fight?
1: I thought it was um, just a little high on Rantanen, but mm. I don't I don't know that I would have called anything uh, sure. differently. And I'm certainly not a skilled player, Nathan McKinnon, going to start a fight over that <laughs> either, especially I'm pretty sure Curtis McDermott was, was on, on the on ice. The so ice, yeah. um, I looked at this game too. Something I thought about was injuries and why looking at the proximity to the playoffs, that there just isn't need for the Avs to go – full throttle from period one with respect to injuries and exhaustion and just the toll on the body and then I see that and so I'm it kind of is exactly what I would not have wanted him to do sure
2: yeah uh, Bednar was asked about that as well and he kind of gave see he, <laughs> he gave the same sentiment last game when he was talking about cadre <laughs> you fight, know yeah. as, as kind of like what you were just saying Megan and then he said it again but like he goes Look, in at the end of the day, like Nate's a competitive guy. That's his teammate, that's his line mate. He didn't like the hit. And these guys stand up for each other. Uh, and and that was kind of the comment that I made to you. It, for the most part, I agree with both of you guys. You don't want to see Nathan McKinnon taking that fight, risking any type of injury in a moment like that. And to your point, Megan, it's like playoffs are now close enough that small injuries like that, you're now hoping that they're back in time. Um, obviously, as of right now, it looks like he
0: escaped without getting hurt, so you're all good. Um, well, everyone's sitting there scrutinizing it, right? So after he get up, gets out of the box, we're all like, "Yeah, Oh, is, is his hand okay? Yeah, ice on the hand. He had a little conversation <laughs> the with the trainer. trainer. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you
2: hold your breath a little bit. But, um, yeah, as much as you don't like to see him do that, that is something for me that does seem to set this team apart from other teams in the league and from versions of the abs that we've seen in the past. And I know there's a lot of people that talk all oh, the toughness and intangibles and all that stuff. But there is something to say for a team that is willing to fight, <laughs> literally fight <laughs> for one another. The fact that you have Nathan McKinnon saying, I'm wanting to, I will stand up for a teammate, doesn't matter who I am, who you are, we're standing up for each other. You can't say that about every team in the league. Like, you watch some games around the league every night and there will be teams who something something crazy will happen and guys skate away and
0: like, oh, our enforcer will come take care of it. Got to play for each other a bit. I appreciate the sentiment. I do, but I think it's the same situation. And I agree with what (laughs) Scott says there. If McDermott comes over yeah, Matt Dumba's, Dumba's not going to drop Hell him no, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think it's the same sentiment for me as the second EJ penalty. I can dislike the call all I want. EJ should know better. You can like the Mac fight all you want. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon should know better than it's it, it's going to be better for the Colorado Avalanche in a game where they're down one nothing. Nathan McKinnon fighting is taking their best player off the ice for 5 minutes. Full stop. All step. right. You know what I'm gonna say.
2: You already know where I'm going with this. I do. They scored two goals while he was sitting in the uh, box. All <laughs> of the <laughs> Avs goals scored with Nathan McKinnon in the penalty box.
0: It's true. And to what you said, not live while it happened, you were like, "Well, Matt Dumba is their best defenseman." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So you're not you're not super upset with like the trade off, I guess. Um, but again like I, I and I'm gonna sound like you know old-school hockey guy here but to me when you see with the benefit of hindsight right like that jacked the guys up <laughs> hey Nathan McKinnon is willing to drop the gloves to get us back into this game let's go fucking take care of business here and again they kind of did but um, <laughs> on the whole I agree with you guys you don't want to see him doing that but seem it seemed to give the team a spark more so than I think it would have if Marcus Foligno and Curtis McDermott would have dropped them sure uh, like, I remember if, this was several years ago now, uh, Alex Ovechkin got into a fight. The Capitals were slumping. Things weren't going well, and they were getting their ass kicked in a game. And Alex Ovechkin got in a fight, and I remember as he got up, he skated by his own bench and was, like, yelling at him. Yeah. And again, it is just one of those things where it's like, if I'm willing to do this, there is no excuse for anyone else not to be laying everything on the line right now. And that is what I like about the McKinnon fight. What I don't like about it is everything else that you guys already
0: laid (laughs) (laughs) out. And uh, I think that's the reality of this entire game, right? It's not as black and white as everyone wants to make it out to be. There's a big gray area in the middle where it's going to kind of fall somewhere in there. Uh, All right. Who had a better shot tonight? Kadri or Miko? Kadri. Going with Kadri. All right. I appreciate that you did that because now I can say he's our king of the game. Woo. Nas with a two-point night. He has the goal. Obviously, we'll talk about it. He also gets the assist. The man who wins the face-off that it ends up bouncing off of Berkey to Miko, and Miko's goal goes in. Uh, I'm, I'm here for the Kadri better shot take. His goal's from further out. His goal's on a one-timer that... Off balance, too. Yeah, he's... The fade away almost, like yeah, he yeah, called yeah. it. <laughs> and he, he rips it far side. Miko puts an all world shot on it. It's also a puck that falls right to him in the slot. And he goes, gee, I guess I'll score now.
2: I just, I love the <laughs> effortlessness of Miko's. We're just like, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, yeah. He's not, I'll just pick this up and put an elite shot <laughs> in, in a spot the exact size of the puck.
0: NBD. Kadri's spinning around. Yeah, yeah. Over.
2: yeah, dude. I don't get me wrong. I love a good 360 one-time clapper, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, both both all-world shots. And yeah, Kadri falling down—that's a hell of a shot.
0: Is does Kadri count as depth scoring to you? <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I I want, I want to believe, like, I want to convince myself that he is. Because, he's, yeah, he plays on the second line. Maybe you can talk yourself into it. But he's also in the top 10 scoring in the NHL, right? He's right? someone else's
1: top line. For yeah.
0: sure. <laughs> he will be next year.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see how that goes for him. Yeah. But. So, I <laughs> I'm going to bring this question up every day until Lekkonen's visas get sorted out is the bottom six scoring a problem
1: what's today let's see yes it still is (laughs) still is (laughs) great
0: Great. uh, who are you asking for more out of tonight because it's been a couple games now where it feels like Newhook has played well but Puck's not going in so is it just he needs the finish or does he need help
1: I, I'd like to see him with a little bit of help. Okay. Um, because I think that he's making great decisions with the puck, and he's playing with high energy that maybe it's just there's some intangibles with line mates that, that could be different for him. Um, and when I look at what I want more from depth, he's not really like the top of the list that I'm thinking mm. of specifically either.
0: Fair. I'm, no argument there. We talked during the game a little bit. I think we all feel pretty good about the way Cogliano's played. Yeah. Are you asking for goal scoring there on top, or are, who's gonna produce in the bottom six?
1: I'd like for Abe Kubel or Helm. Yeah. To produce.
0: Abe Kubel's, Kubel's a good the one that hurts. O'Connor. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna make you say anything <laughs> bad about a GU player.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah, it hasn't been there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, so
2: for me, this is the exact type of game where you'd love, and I, I mean, I'm as big of an O'Connor fanboy. Yeah, as 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 you are. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it, like that shorthanded breakaway, like that's one where that. I mean, that's literally the difference in the game, right? Yeah, probably. And and, and those are the types of goals. Or plays in the playoffs where you do it's why we talk so much about depth it's why you know people were upset that the abs didn't land a big-name player to plug right into the top six but Joe Sackick bolstered that bottoms win healthy all of this is with the asterisk of win healthy to do exactly what you were saying Megan give new hook some help give that fourth line some added offensive punch you don't need a lot from them but there are going to be games when your opponent is making it hard for your big line to get to the middle of the ice. They're keeping stuff to the outside. Um, you know, you're you're in a special teams battle. That is where you need. I mean, Kevin Fiala is the one who ends up getting the game winner tonight. I know Minnesota fans are super high on Kevin Fiala, but let's all be honest with ourselves. It's Kevin Fiala. Like that guy's bottom six easily with this abs team and yeah. probably on most like real you know i think the minnesota Wilder are a good team I don't, I don't think they're an easy out the playoffs you're not playing them team. when
0: you're in a four on three overtime right that
2: right, way right, right, the right. Abs. <laughs> well and and like you know he scores in a situation that you're not normally going to be in but like their depth got the got the third goal and put him over the, the the line yep credit to them and that's what you need the absolute game like this because. There's going to be a lot of games between now and the end of the season and even in the playoffs where the abs are just going to be better than teams. Their top end is going to carry them. But we saw it last year against Vegas, and again, just using tonight as the example, saw it tonight of you just need a little bit from that bottom six in these moments. And for Newhook, you know, the question of, like, does he need to finish more? Does he need a little bit more help? You know, por no los dos? Right, like, true. <laughs> you know, he he's he's putting himself in great position. Bad luck tonight. Stick, stick blows explodes up on him, in yeah. half. But the kid just got way too much skill to let it keep going much Ride longer. Like that yeah, he does. He gives me Burkey vibes. I think he'll get one, and then he'll get three, and you won't worry about it. And you hope those come at the right time, but. I think he looks a little frustrated. I think he's working hard, he's skating his ass off. He he needs one to go and then yeah. he'll be fine. Agreed. But Lekanin, getting Lekanin with him will be a huge boost.
1: It'll add the finish. Right, yeah, of course. <laughs> Someone in the chat said it. I can't take credit for that one.
2: <laughs> I would have been none the wiser. You could have told him, like, yeah, can you believe that joke I just made up?
0: All right. Well the Finnish government needs to figure oh, they it out need then. To so uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar. And, of course, find it at your local liquor store, too. So go online to Breckbrew.com. Someone, like, genuinely bought the hat that we had here earlier. Uh, the The dope hat that everyone loves is from Breckbrew. You can go over to Breckbrew.com to find those over there. Uh, I think we gave one away at the watch party today, too. So maybe just come that to one? the bar. Yeah, that one.
1: We have a bunch up here.
0: Yeah. So we're we're giving away some, so if you want one, come to the bar. Problem solved. Do you have one out here? Right there.
2: <laughs> I
0: don't know, I didn't think you'd say that. I thought you'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group, so make sure you're keeping your teeth pearly white. Green Mountain is just 15 minutes from downtown Denver over in Lakewood and the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. Preach. Super fast, super good. I, Jesse was, like, shocked when he went there, yeah. how quickly they took care of him. So yeah. they're easy dubs. Yeah. Easy dubs when Bro, we have stuff like
2: Hannah, that. Hannah went to get her teeth cleaned, like the dentist she's been – or not cleaned, excuse me, cavity filled. Yeah. The dentist she's been going to, since she was, like, five. She got one cavity filled. She was there for, like, over an hour. They did both of mine, I'm not even bullshitting you dude, in like 20 minutes, max. <laughs> if I was in that chair longer than 20 minutes, I'll, I'll walk home tonight. Like, <laughs> like, they're they're so good. So there you go, they're speedy,
0: they take care of you her, good. Her teeth were all sore and shit uh, after. And you're all like eating apples. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was like, good. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I told you to go to
2: Green Mountain. And...
0: So get on over there when you get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you get a free Sonic Air toothbrush too, so you can take care of your teeth at home third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast. I think we have one super chance. Uh, $5 yeah. from Nom Nom. A lot like the Preds game where we got pantsed by <laughs> the refs. I, You know, in the, in the moment, I agree with you. I think I've come down off that ledge <laughs> a little bit. It's been 45 minutes. I didn't love the refing, but again, don't give the refs the opportunity to screw you. All EJ has to do there is not ride Jost into the boards, and they don't call anything.
2: Well, it's just he's, he just he just can't extend through. That was his problem. Was and, and and like that reverse angle. You see him make contact, and again I'm like, all right, all right, I don't see the problem. And then they call it when he does this. And, and look, I get so annoyed when the two things: one, the people that get upset at the way that the game changes in the playoffs. <laughs> And two at people who say just call the rule book. Wow, we said both of those things on this podcast Dude, already. I it' dry, good thing I wasn't here then. <laughs> if if we actually called the rule book, hockey would be unwatchable. <laughs> It'd be unwatchable. Whistles every thirty eight seconds. the
0: The job of of the referee I, is to
2: manage the game.
0: I, Go ahead. I hear what you're saying. I would say, if what you're saying is true, and I think it is. Your rulebook is shit.
2: Uh, I don't I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. But like to me that's one of those things where by rulebook definition is what EJ did there a penalty. Yes, but to the point that you are making Rudo, we've seen physical plays like that all game. These are two teams that are playing hard, they're playing physical. We saw a fight between two, you know, all-stars yeah. <laughs> earlier in the in the period like read the room a little bit. Right, right. right. Like that's one where you don't expect that to be called in the playoffs because the officials understand that there's a ramped up level of intensity. There's a ramped up level of physicality. Now, do I agree that there are some things in the playoffs that go uncalled and it's like, Oh, well it's because it's the playoffs. It's like, no, that was still a two hand whack to the (laughs) forearm. Like that stuff. I do agree with you guys on like it being the playoffs, isn't an excuse, but like, to me officials are there like i said to manage the game and to make sure things don't get out of hand and that people aren't doing shit that's going to endanger someone else or cheat right (laughs) like that's something where i thought that play from ej kind of matched the intensity of the game yeah Yeah. in the first period of a zero zero game yeah you probably want to call that to keep things from getting out of hand but with (laughs) where things are that is one where again well, maybe I'm, I'm just an old-time hockey guy tonight. Like, no, I, let the players police that. If the Wild have an issue with that, come come make your hit on EJ
0: and then let the play continue it, on. The word it feels like you're kind of digging toward here is all you want from the refs is consistency. Right, right. And, and, and again, I think that honestly
2: kind of goes on a period-by-period, game-by-game basis. There may be something that you call in the first that you wouldn't call in the third period of a tie game but I expect you to be making that call consistently or non-call throughout the third period in this tie game. Yep. Uh, Again, there's, I'll say it again, your job is to manage the game. There's stuff that would get the game out of hand early in a game that is just good, aggressive, hard play in the third, and in the same way that you'll call something in a 7-1 blowout that you wouldn't call in a 2-1 game. like. That's what the refs are there for. They're not just there to call the rule book because, again, like the rule book, we would all hate it. No one would <laughs> want to watch it. It would be terrible. But I, I just, yeah, the, the, like to your point, the more I've had time to sit and, and think about it, I don't think the Avs got hosed or anything. But it is just a little disappointing that you choose to make that call given the situation of the game. <laughs> Read the room, I think, is a perfect yeah. way of putting it.
0: Yeah. Uh- I think the other interesting conversation, it's been four or five games now. Megan, who is the best of the Avs newcomers so far? Manson, Sturm, or Cogliano? Or Leckinen. (laughs) Leckinen. Or or Leckinen's
2: (laughs) government. (laughs) 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 He's been invisible out there. (laughs) What a bum. Lost the trade. Yeah. (laughs) Dad joke. Nailed it. Mm.
1: I, it's, Obviously, so soon to tell. That's the point of the question, yes. too. Totally this answer th- set
2: in stone, so you can never make go back. Right. Yeah. And you're wrong,
1: you're out of the <laughs> okay. I'm saying Manson because of what role he fills for the Avs by comparison. Answer. We haven't seen Lackinan, but I'm sure that would be very <laughs> impressive, too. Um, and looking at his first game and then tonight's game. I see him growing more comfortable. I think there was a period in between like three or four games um, that he had finally practiced with the Avs, was seeing their systems up close, and maybe got in his head a little bit about the differences there. And we saw that in some of his play, but I am encouraged by what he can bring to the table um, and what that will do for the Avs and and what they needed in their decor.
0: Yeah, I I agree that it's Manson. Um, His second game was awful. I think everyone can agree with that. That was
2: one where he looked like he was like relying on instincts in the first game, yep. and you liked yep. it. And then the Started second game, I work I, it in. Yeah. I agree. I think that was a great point, Megan. Like overthinking
0: a little too much. Yeah. And look, i I've, I've been the first guy on Twitter to tweet every single time Josh Manson messes something up. <laughs> but just because I tweeted out he messed something up doesn't mean he hasn't played extremely well. Because I think a lot of the fan base has had their glasses tinted by that second game. Mm-hmm. And I, especially these last two games, I think he's been really, really good. I thought he was fantastic tonight. I thought
2: he was really, really good. There were three or four plays where I turned to one or both of you guys and said, That was a great play for Manson. Wow, that's a great seal on the wall. <laughs> great play there from Manson. Like, he was doing exactly what you just said there, Megan. Like, they needed him to come in and be. I don't necessarily want to use a term like shut down D. No, like, that's the term. Right, yeah. Like they, they told him, come in, we want you to be physical, be hard to play against, and just make it miserable to be in our zone. And I thought he did that tonight. And, and he was getting sticks in lanes, um, breaking up plays behind the net. And the other thing that I like about him, this is something that we knew about him coming in, he gets the puck up and out of the zone quickly and efficiently. Usually, obviously, that <laughs> second game had some issues, but I thought we saw that tonight. He was making plays, and he was distributing the puck and getting the puck going the other direction. Uh, I, I thought he was really good. I, I've liked Cogliano, again, in his role. Yeah, addition uh, hits. But I, I think you guys hit the nail on the head that Manson's been, I think, the most
0: impactful. That's Impactful is the right word, yeah, for of, sure. Of, yeah, of the newcomers.
2: Um, really liked him tonight. I was hoping we would get to him. And I wouldn't have to bring him up like totally out of the past. Nah, Manson! <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Josh Manson. Manson Charles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of.
0: Besides Charles. Whoa. <laughs> Manson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Manson name isn't doing too hot between Charles and Marilyn. <laughs> Not great out here. Bro. Not great out here. Josh Bro, got yeah, some work to yeah, do. Yeah, we're relying on Josh <laughs> to fucking pick this up a bit. Josh uh, <laughs> Mansion, not a great name either, but <laughs> won't go there. Won't go there. Uh, okay, so look, obviously, I don't think anyone should be stressing over this hockey game. Not the abs, not the fan base. Uh, they do have Calgary on, I believe they have two days off, right? So it's Wednesday night. Um, So should Tuesday. be, Tuesday. is it Tuesday? Tuesday yep. No, so it's not. When They have two days off coming. It must be after the Calgary game. 'Cause I think it's the first Wednesday and the second Thursday they have Friday. off, right?
1: Wednesday,
0: Thursday. Play Thursday. I'm gonna do it quicker. Thursday, yep. So Tuesday then Thursday. Ah man, when's their days off? I don't know anymore.
2: Uh, and then and then so it'll be Tuesday, Thursday, one PM game against Pittsburgh, Saturday. Okay. See you for the party bus. That's and not, then that's two not days the off. party bus game. But no. No. Oh, you're right, it's the Canes game. Let's that was Canes. the other one that we discussed because it's the one p. yeah, yeah. Start. yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And then, t- and then so two was, days
2: right, off, and then right. they're in pits. So I was a week early. Got home, it. Home and home with, with two days off in pit. between.
0: Okay. So. There you go. Something like that. And
2: then two more days off, and then back to back, and then three days off and then back to back.
0: So there you go. Apparently anyone can be an NHL scheduler. Like yeah, I guess. Just make stuff up. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs>
2: Are you qualified? Not really. You're hired.
0: <laughs> is the arena open today? Yes? Yeah. Okay. You're planning. <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Either of you? Megan, you can go first. You
1: don't have no? any?
0: <laughs> what?
1: I don't have any. Oh,
0: I thought you said I'm tired. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. This is an early one. You better yeah, not be tired. Yeah, I tired. was like, fuck. Yeah. We got we've been rocking the friggin' eight thirty PM starts. I was like, we're about to be week. done before yeah. the last road <laughs> game had even started. Drop. Yeah. Jesse.
2: Uh, no, I this was gonna be where I was gonna shoehorn in some Josh Man stuff.
0: <laughs> so no, I'm good. Alright, so there you have it. Obviously you wanna see the Avs win, but no one's worried. Uh they're still what, they're fourteen points ahead in the the central yes. division. Let's like twelve or ten in it's the west.
1: 14,
0: yeah. They're fine. That's it in the whole West uh, no, in, the central. in the central. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll be off tomorrow. I'm pretty sure we're off tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday for the game, of course. And uh, yeah, you know where to find us right here on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe. Do all that stuff. We love all of you. Uh, we appreciate it. And we will talk to you on the next one.